For some of my communion meditations, I have been looking at the names of God. We've covered three of his names so far. And in the first meditation, I pointed out that there are two names that form the foundation for almost all of his other names. And um, the two names are Jehovah and Elohim. And uh, we've looked at the meaning of both in the past. I'll just summarize. Uh, Jehovah or Jehovah, uh, another way of pronouncing it, refers to the self-existent God who humbles himself to come into covenant with his people. And there's a, a lot of names paired with Jehovah or its shortened form, the Yah. Uh, the second foundational name is Elohim. Uh, Elohim occurs over 3,000 times in either its uh, longer form of Elohim or its shortened form of El. And the full name showcases the fact that even before there was a creation uh, or any humans or any, anything for him to be upholding by the word of his power, he has always existed with awesome power. And the name also reveals that he has forever existed uh, in intertrinitarian fellowship. That's the em part. So the L part is his power. The em part shows plurality within the Godhead, that there are three persons in one God. And the L part of this word is paired with other names over 60 times in order to connect his awesome power with some other attribute. Now, today's name is a little bit odd because it is pairing the name for his power, El, with another name for his power, Shaddai. Uh, El Shaddai is like power, power. Uh, it's, a, it's an amplification of his power. And I want you to turn with me to Genesis chapter 17 where we have the first occurrence of this name. This name actually occurs 31 uh, times in the book of Job and uh, 17 times in the rest of the Bible. Uh, just one little verse, Genesis 17, 1. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am Almighty God, and the Hebrew there is El Shaddai, I am El Shaddai, walk before me and be blameless. <clears throat> now we've already seen that the name El means power or might, and uh, Shaddai is another term for power, and if you read very many books that deal with the names of God, you will see all kinds of weird explanations for Shaddai that have been come up with originally by liberals and sometimes conservatives buy into them, not usually. But this name does not mean mountain god, hurler of lightning, demon, breast of God, utter, uh, or other ridiculous names. It means almighty. It's just plain and simple. So it's a double reinforcement of God's power, but it's not so much God's creative power, that's the L part would refer to that, but this is referring to the God who controls creation and makes it serve his every desire. And so Shaddai can refer to destructive power, but it can also refer to God's blessings. Um, it can... Um, uh, refer to any of his actions within creation. So after ruling out many other creative definitions of this name, one commentator said this, God Almighty, or Almighty God, is a very satisfactory translation. El Shaddai designates the God who compels nature to do what is contrary to itself and subdues it to bow and minister to grace. 
God is promising to give Abram a son at a time when it is impossible for either Abram or Sarah. But for the God Almighty, nothing is impossible. All of creation instantly obeys God. And so, El Shaddai is a reference to God's miraculous blessings and His miraculous uh, cursings in nature. Um, but it's also uh, a reference to any of his ordinary blessings and ordinary cursings that come through nature in this uh, cause and effect world. He continues to be God Almighty for our impossibilities, just like he was God Almighty for Abram's and Sarah's impossibilities. See, a Abram and Sarah were way past child-bearing uh, years, and yet God assured them that he was in control, and he promised in verse 2, I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. Now that's miraculous enough, but in verse 4, he says, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. And God promised many other impossible things, like inheriting the land of Canaan and eventually being a blessing to every nation in the entire world. Uh, that's a promise. God Almighty covenanting with man. And so Leopold says, El Shaddai designates the God who compels nature to do his will and to bless or curse men. This is the same God that covenants with us in the Lord's table this morning. And according to 1 Corinthians 11, when you come to eat, you're eating either for blessing or for cursing. Okay, it is impossible to covenant with El Shaddai without experiencing his almighty power in one of those two ways. Now, he loves to pour out blessings in the lives of his people, but if we're in rebellion against him, it will do the opposite. But let's look at the impossible blessings promised. Now, we many times doubt God's promises because, like Abram and Sarah, nature seems to be so contrary to those promises. Uh, we have a hard time believing that his grace can lick overcome our besetting uh, sin, our sinful nature. We have a hard time believing that He can bring healing when we're praying for healing. Or His promises that uh, all of the nations will eventually be Christian nations, that the Great Commission will be fulfilled, all nations will obey His law, and you look around and you say, that seems so impossible, and yet He is El Shaddai, the God uh, who achieves that. And uh, so what happens with us when we look at nature around us and the way uh, nations are, in order to reconcile what the Bible promises, which seems so impossible, people have lowered the expectations of God's will by coming up with pessimistic eschatologies, that none of this is really going to happen. Uh, or we come up with uh, faulty uh, views of ethics, and uh, that way we feel like, um, you know, the two can be reconciled. Uh, but when Abram tried to lower the expectations that God had given to him, and uh, he followed Sarah's um, suggestion, and he fathered a child in his own strength, he produced Ishmael and uh, modern-day Muslims. Instead, we need to look at El Shaddai, who not only commands you to do impossible things, but who enables you to walk in His commandments. The God who moment by moment upholds all things by the word of His power is mighty enough to carry out all of the blessings and the cursings that are found in this sacrament. So let's put our trust in El Shaddai, as Abraham did, and to find the impossible made possible by God Almighty. 
Father God, I thank you for revealing your names to us. These names reflect who you are in your very essence. And I pray that you would forgive us for the times that we doubt you, the times that we uh, fail to uh, believe the reality, the truthfulness of your names. And Father, for those times when we doubt your power in our own lives, forgive us. We want to commit to you as we come to the Lord's table to live uh, consistently with your name, that you are our God, our El Shaddai. And so I pray that you would bless this, your table, as we partake. In Jesus' name, amen.